It's our second month. Oh my goodness. I actually strung together four weeks of podcasts. That's worth celebrating in my book. Um, so we're back at it, right? Okay. So last month we talked about identity and um, this month we're talking about loving your body. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this because it's definitely something, it's a subject that's um, near and dear to my heart, you know, having struggled with body image issues at a very early age and having the Lord walk me through overcoming those issues and establishing um, skillful habits and tactics to overcome them. Um, I'm really just stoked about handing those those tools off to other women um, because I just, I know the enemy uh, targets how we see ourselves physically and gets in our head. And, and it really robs from us in that way as women, um, being able to enjoy, stealing the ability to enjoy how God created us fearfully and wonderfully, you know. And so I'm just really stoked to sort of tackle this issue with you guys and um, as always, you know, offer what I can in that area. And I don't say it often, um, but I love interaction. So after the episode's done Definitely hit me up on Facebook or Instagram and just continue the conversation and offer tips that you have because um, the longer that I live, the more I realize that this is an issue that like most women have dealt with in some way or another. Um, and so it's a really powerful thing when we get together and share the the collective wisdom of God on an issue to help uh, other women as well as generations of women um, just cut the enemy off at the pass and not continue this issue, you know, but we, we begin to start a cycle of overcoming in this area. So I'm really excited to talk about it with you guys and um, to hear what you guys have to say and any wisdom that you have to offer on social media. Um, Cause it's a huge thing, you know, and I, I think we see it starting younger and younger. Um, either we find our identity in how we look or, or what we don't look like. So we'll just start tackling it already. Right. Um, so let me just start off with painting a picture of kind of where I was. Um, and you guys know a little bit about my story about, um, if you've been following the podcast, uh, when I talked about black girl, white world, I touched on, um, how I really started developing body image issues in early adolescence, like 11, 10, 12. And, um, I, um, it was always taller. I always looked older and I was always taller than most of the kids my age. But with that, as I hit um, puberty, it was like, and you're also heavier, you know, and developing and maturing faster um, than most of the girls around me. And so I got to this point where like I had target areas that I hated, like I hated my thighs. I hated my calves. You know, everybody else was like, oh, my God, I wear a size six. And I'm like, yo, my feet won't stop growing, <laughs> you know, and um so I hated my feet, you know, and I used to love Gilmore Girls and I still kind of do. I just sort of fell off. But I used to love Gilmore Girls and um, Lauren Graham. Not only was she, I mean, she was beautiful, you know, she is, I guess. I don't know. She was pretty. But like when it came to body goals, like she had the thigh gap, which is apparently a body goal. And she had this long torso. And I remember being like, oh, my gosh, I wish I had a long torso. And it's funny because now I'm like, Jesus, I thank you for not listening to ridiculous prayers because I would look so weird with a long torso. Like my torso is the perfect length for my body. <laughs> but there were so many things that I found to nitpick about myself. And um, 
a lot of it was comparison. A lot of it was just being the age that I was surrounded by the people that I was surrounded by that looked nothing like me and, you know, wanting to look like them and not being satisfied with um, how I looked. And, you know, the problem was that my appearance was my worth, you know, it was my worthiness. Um, it was how I measured my attractiveness, you know, and uh, especially in adolescence, nobody wants to feel like they're not cute or not desirable or not attractive. You know, that's kind of when it feels like it's super important suddenly. Uh, but I just felt like my weight, you know, the size um, of my jeans, all of that was defining for me. And um, I think sometimes in adolescence, you can't quite gauge reality very well. So it's just everything seems like a big deal. And you can't see like, am I fat? Am I not fat? You know, it's just so hard, you know, for you to really have a good handle on a good grip on reality and where you actually stand. And so um, I think that just really exacerbated (laughs) my perception of myself and my body. Um, But I definitely put my worth in, you know, I want to be this number on the scale. I want to be this size in my jeans, you know, and it was like, it was a crisis if um, I couldn't fit the jeans or, you know, if all of a sudden that number on the scale hit this point, you know, it was like, okay, that was our threshold. We just crossed it, you know, and, and I just was like, I don't think I was ever um, at the point where I was willing to do like a full on eating disorder or anything, but I was definitely rough on my body. Like, all right, we're going to run. Well, we're going to keep a food diary. We're going to diet. We're not going to eat that. We're not going to eat this. And this is all like 13, 14, you know, 15. Um, and, uh, and that, that was sort of the crux of my issue. It was comparison. It was identity. It was all this emotional up and down over size and weight and height and all of that stuff. Um, and, there came a point where I found Jesus, you know, stumbled into the Lord and got for all saved and um, was still dealing with that kind of stuff and trying to put the word on it and was kind of experiencing a little bit of breakthrough, but not like I needed not to be free because I wasn't free. You know, when you're in that stuff, like it's consuming, it's an over engrossing mental affair. It's totally a care and it dominates your thoughts and it's everything. And I was not experiencing freedom. Like I knew I was chained to, I mean, it was up in, like, if I went into a, um, if I went to Gap, because I loved Gap, uh, if I went into Gap and was trying it on a pair of jeans, if at any point the size that I thought I should fit in, I didn't fit in, it was like the day went south. It was just, the day was ruined, um, and I needed to go home and fix it, and I was worrying about it, and oh my gosh, I'm so fat, and oh, what am I going to do? You know, it just, it dominated my thoughts, and um, there's a guy that... Um, our family knew uh, through uh, church friends and he was a prophet and he came to our house and he was talking and he, you know, released a word over me. But one of the things that he said when he was talking to me was um, he said, God is going to do a healing in your body. And he's like, you know, you, you see yourself as a fractured mirror. And God says that I am going to repair the fractured mirror. Um, you see yourself, you, when you look in the mirror, you see all these defects and you're picking apart you know, all of the things that you see that are wrong with yourself, which I was like, oh my gosh, how did God know I was doing that? <laughs> you know, um, but you're picking apart all the things that you think are wrong with you and you see yourself defective and you are not defective. God creates perfect things. He doesn't create anything defective. He knew you in your mother's womb and this is how he designed you physically, right? Um, and at from that point, it was just a catapulting moment for me. Um, And I think that was just like the word that was released. And it was like this acceleration in the spirit where 
okay, God, we're, we're getting for real about this. And so, um, I just want to share with you guys how, you know, how I, how I got from chained and bound to hating my body to being confident and comfortable and just cool and, and good and celebrating how God has made me physically. Right. So the first thing that you absolutely have to know um, is that you have to win the bo- the battle in your mind and in your soul. Um, Lauren Hill <laughs> has a line in one of her songs uh, where she says, how are you going to win if you're not right within? And you guys know this, like all of everything can be traced back to a soul issue or a spiritual issue whenever we're experiencing any sort of turmoil or um, any anything kind of upsetting externally whatever it starts in your heart it starts in this in your soul right in your in your thinker in your feeler or in your chooser your soul um and the battle really starts internally um i had to know that it was a mind game first before i ever won the the body battle um and so i had to decide to be confident before i was ever comfortable you know and what does that mean um I talked to you guys a little bit about how um, my mom would just stop and say, Jalant, this is the word of God. Do you believe it? Okay, well, the word of God says this about you, says this about you, says this about you. It says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. It says, well, you in your mother's womb, he yet knew you. It says that he had a conversation with you and told you where he was sending you and what he was telling you, where he was um, going to do, what he was going to do with your life. You know, do you believe the word of God, that there is intention in your design, that there is nothing wrong with you? Do you believe that? Because you said you believe the word of God. And it was like, okay, yes, uh, I say I believe the word of God. So I, I, I agree with that. And so one of our commands as believers is to renew our minds to the word, right? And so you've got to stop and examine, what am I thinking? Where, where am I going off? Where, Lord, what, <laughs> where, how did I get here? What am I believing about myself? Is it contrary to the word? If so, I need to check it and I need to find something to replace it with. Um, And so for me, that was finding scriptures in the word about, you know, just God's intention towards me that I'm fearfully, wonderfully made, that he desires that I prosper and be in health, even as my soul prospers, Um, you know, that uh, he gave me an assignment when he made me and from inside to outside, this is all about the assignment Um, and that God has not given me a spirit of fear. God, um, has not made anything defective, just saturating my mind with the word of God as it relates to his creation of me. And God said it was good, you know, finding scriptures to lay over and to replace all that faulty thinking and all the lies that I have embraced and cozied up with um, as the enemy's talking to me about my body and what's wrong with me, you know? Um, one of the scriptures that I loved was a man without self-control is like a man without walls and just thinking like, Hey, if you don't have those firm boundaries in place in your mind, in your mental game, you are like a city without walls. The enemy can come in, bring whatever he wants. He can take whatever he wants because you don't have that boundary line, that self-control to know. I think like this, I agree with the word of God. I stand on this truth and this promise. Um, and so the, the first thing was winning the battle in my mind and, this didn't just stop at um, this or start. It didn't. It didn't end with just scripture. I had to know, Jalon. You cannot be getting on the scale every single day. That is not healthy. It is not a good boundary. Don't do it. Um, Cause it would just upset my peace. I wasn't yet free enough to not be bothered by those numbers, right? Like I needed to get, I needed to have a nice solid stance and freedom before I hop back on a scale. So I had to ditch the scale. Um, I had to know whenever I went to go try on clothes, <laughs> I had to decide before I tried on the clothes, 
If I don't fit the size that I want to fit, it is not going to ruin my day. I am not going to go home and not eat. I am not going to go take off running and, you know, exercise like crazy to get the extra five pounds off. Like I am not going to do anything in response to the the fitting not going my way. That's not what we're going to do. And I had to decide that. I had to decide if the size that I want to fit in doesn't fit, it's not going to be about me. I'm not going to make it a John, why your thigh so thicker? Why is this? And why is this? And why is this? It's I'm not going to pick apart my body. I'm going to say, yo... Yeah, the jeans fit kind of funny. Not Jalan couldn't fit the jeans that are perfect. No, the perfect body was not like in the flawed made by man jeans. That's what we're going to decide, you know. Um, and that was part of my having good boundaries, having tactical, practical strategies for, you know, maintaining freedom and establishing freedom in my soul in my thinker in my feeler and in my chooser. Um, and so you're not you're not going to skip that step. That's the first step. Get your scriptures. Decide that you're going to agree with the word of God. So that he can begin to rebuild and, and fix that fractured mirror. And then also have just practical lines in the sand, things that you're not going to cross because it takes time to establish and root yourself firmly in freedom. Um, and that's a huge, huge, huge thing. Um, the other thing is you need to start with a baseline belief. Like I know um, we can feel like we have pounds to lose, that we could be doing better here, that we don't really like this, this, you know, our facial structure or my feet are big or whatever, whatever. But like you need to have a baseline belief. This is the body that God has given me and it is a good body. Period. It doesn't need any qualifiers. You can have all the things that you want to work on, whatever, whatever. But at the base level, this is the body that God has given me, and it is a good body. I have this foundational belief. It's my opinion. I don't know that's true. I can't really get any scriptures to, like, reinforce it or anything. But I just believe (laughs) that your body knows when you're doing something motivated from, like, fear or self-hate or self-loathing, right? Which I guess is self-hate. It's synonymous. Um, I have this belief that your body just knows. And so... It's like you're running me like crazy. You're not feeding me. I'm going to hold on to I'm going to I'm going to ball myself up like an armadillo and protect myself from you, basically, because what you're doing is not for my good. You're not you're not loving on me and trying to make sure that I'm healthy and that I'm okay. Like instead, you're trying to to do something that in the end may break me down. Um, And so it's kind of like stress, like our bodies totally know when we're stressed. Um, They told our bodies completely know and respond to that and I feel like our bodies can tell when we are doing something motivated out of self-hate but there's a beautiful thing that happens when you accept your body and you say look my feet are big and that's comparative like how do you establish big feet like you compare them to someone else's Um, but this these are the feet that I have these are the hands that God has given me this is the tummy that God has given me this is this is the body that God has given me and it is a good body God made it and he said that's good that one that I made, I like that one. That one's great. And I used to have this thing where I would just, a comparison was a huge trap for me. And I don't, I don't have the good hands. I don't know, whatever body part you don't like. Um, and God was like, so I gave you inferior hands. I gave you inferior feet. I was like, oh, she doesn't need good feet. The good ones are back there. I gave those to Susie and Jane. Um, Jalon, no, no, no. She doesn't need the good feet. Like, no, God completely cognizantly intentionally gave you the things that he gave you um and celebrate them it's okay they're great learn to love them which brings me to my second point um ask God to show you your cuteness and like I get it Jalon you sound super spiritual come on like what does that even mean but man there God can do 
the scriptures say that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. And for me at the time when I was knee deep, chin deep in body hate, like I could not see myself not hating my body. I couldn't see myself cozying up to my body. Like in a lot of ways, mentally, I was an enemy to my body because I hated it. It was like, oh my God, God, why did you give me these feet? Why did you give me these legs? Why did I get what she has? You know, I was an enemy to my body. I couldn't see myself living peacefully with the body that God gave me at peace with my body. I could not see myself then or in the future being the woman that I am comfortable and confident in my body. Like I couldn't see it. And so here I am with obviously what God's vision was for me to be comfortable and confident with my body. And so God is able to do exceedingly above all that you could ask or think. And he can do way more with his power and you, you know, partnering in faith with him than you can do trying to reason yourself to healthy thinking, healthy rationale and reasoning. Like, let God do it. Ask him to show you your cuteness. It's a thing. He can do it. It's not like stupid. <laughs> Ask God to show you what he likes about you. Because I think that's really the process that he went, he brought me through as far as repairing the fractured mirror. You know, it was like one day I was like, oh, instead of standing in front of the mirror and going, my nose is so wide. My lips are so big. You know, it was like, girl, your eyes kind of cute. Oh, okay. It was just like, I saw myself differently. And I can't tell you that I did anything internally other than the things that I'm giving you to agree with the words, to renew your mind, to ask God to show you your cuteness. You know, I can't say that I, I like went in my brain and tweaked something. I really just decided to believe God and he did everything else, which sounds like it's not a lot of work and it wasn't. It just, I woke up different and you can believe God to wake up different and to see yourself differently and to partner with him practically. Like it's so within your reach to love your body and to appreciate it. Um, and so write on your mirror, write on your mirror. I am a work of genius. I am a thing of perfection. God made zero mistakes when he assembled me, like write all the self love on your mirror, wherever you're going to see it on sticky notes, put them in your car, put them on the back of your phone, put it on your laptop, do whatever you need to do to flood your senses with light and with truth. Because the truth is God made you and he said it was good. Say it's good. Say the thing, the same thing that God says. Believe the same thing that God believes about you. And I mentioned earlier, I had to be confident before I was comfortable. It's going to take your feelings a minute to catch up. It's going to take your feelings a minute to go, oh, we actually feel what you're saying. That's okay. Don't quit on the process. Trust it. Trust the process. Loving your thick thighs, your big feet, your tiny feet, your wide nose, your thin nose, your big lips, your wide forehead, like whatever it is. Stick with the process. Stay in there. God is going to do it. He's faithful to his promises. He's utterly trustworthy and faithful, the scriptures say. Um, And one of the things I said, confident before comfortable, right? Before I really felt it, I had to choose it. Um, But when you get to this point of like digging yourself, celebrate your body. Wear the eyeliner, the makeup, the jeans, the shoes. Celebrate it. Enjoy how God has made you. I got to a point finally when I was free where it was a joy to me to go shopping. Like it wasn't going to ruin my day to try on a pair of jeans and them not fit. It became this thing of like, ooh, how can I outfit this body? And it was a celebration for me because I had come from hating the way that I was made to loving how I was made. And so don't neglect that process. Enjoy your cuteness because you cute. Like enjoy it, dig it, embrace it because that like God digs those things about you. We talked about self-hate last month um, and that like God delights in you. And so you learn to delight in you. God delights in the way that he created you. He thinks you are a work of art, of pure genius. Michelangelo's David can't hold a candle to you. Like, dig it. 
and enjoy it and celebrate it and try a new hairstyle, paint your nails, embrace it, enjoy it. You, wherever you are, however old you are, love your body, whatever it's been through. Mamas, your body is a machine and it is phenomenal. And you need to love every stretch mark and scar because your daughter's going to be there one day and you want to show her how to do it, that your body is capable of amazing things and it's beautiful. Rock it. Love it. Enjoy it. So ending this wonderful talk on, uh, it's wonderful, pat myself on the back, right? Um, So to end and to close um, this talk on loving your body, I just want to pray for you guys. I don't know if that's weird, but I want to do it because um, life changed for me when someone released a word over me. And so I want to release that same word over you guys. Um, So I'm going to pray and then we'll close. And I'll catch you guys next week. So let's start. Lord, I just thank you, God, that you love these women and men, if they're listening. God, I just thank you that you have created them with so much intentionality, God, with so much artistry, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, um, that you repaired the fractured mirror, God, that they no longer stand in mirrors and see all the ways that they're, quote unquote, defective, God. But they begin to see your strokes of genius, God, from their um, bone structure, Father God, to the way that you've built them strong, to the way that you've made them capable, Father God, to the way that you've shown off all of your creativity from their hair to their feet. Lord, I just thank you that you begin to open their eyes, open the eyes of their understanding. God, that wisdom and revelation will flow freely and uninterrupted in their lives. Lord God, that you perfect that which concerns them and that you um, show them how to embrace your work of, of majesty in them in the way that you've made them, Lord. And so we bless you for it. We thank you that it's already done, Father God, and we release our faith um, to see it manifested in the natural in Jesus' name. So, ladies and guys, if you're listening, <laughs> Um, this month we're talking about loving your body and I'm really hoping to get some awesome women that have, um, walked through some things physically, whether it be health and wellness or eating disorders or just learning how to love their bodies. Um, when the culture is saying otherwise, I'd love, love, love to bring them on. And so I'm hoping to be able to do that. Fingers crossed. Um, so tune in next week as we continue this conversation on body love. (laughs) 